Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. So let's start by talking basketball then, and we're joined on the line by the former coach of the SA women's team, uh, Kimati Toboti. Kimati, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us tonight on SAFM. Uh, good evening, Tabiso, and thank you for having me. I keep saying former coach of the SA women's team, but you're still coaching. Where are you coaching now? Uh, I'm coaching at University of Pretoria now. I saw you guys won something. Did you win something or were you just celebrating the other day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, there was a tournament, a uh, Rising Suns tournament that was held at, uh, at Wembley by the Rising Suns and uh, we, we won the tournament, yeah. Okay, wonderful. Congratulations, coach. Thank you very much. We, we, let's talk about the Basketball Africa League now. We're getting into the business end of things, as I mentioned. Overall, from your, in your opinion, how has the competition been? Yeah, the competition has been very nice, Tabiso. Um, actually, it's, 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 it has been higher than what I had expected. Um, remember, we, we're just coming from, uh, we're, we're involved in COVID, and, and most teams haven't had a lot of preparations uh, in, their, in their respective leagues. Um, but the quality of basketball has been one of the best I've seen so far at an African championship. Um, teams are looking good, teams are looking healthy, teams are looking fit, and, and the plays overall is good, you know. Um, the style of play, people are, are playing a high quality of basketball. So it has been very, very nice uh, to watch. Okay, that is wonderful to hear then. And before we get into into the tournament, I know some people have tweeted us, I've tried to respond to those that are could, but many people want to know why South Africa is not being represented here in the Basketball Africa League. Okay, so the qualification was in a, in a, in a way that um, there were teams that were given automatic qualifi- qualification, and then there were teams that needed to qualify through their zones. So we we, we played um, a team from uh, Namibia, we played a team from Zimbabwe, and we played uh, Maputo Ferovaro uh, from Maputo. So Ferovaro had uh, won the qualifiers that were held here um, for the Bahamas. So that's it, why we, yeah. we couldn't qualify. Uh, Josie Nuggets. Mm-hmm. With the team that represented us, mm-hmm. uh, they won the South African qualifiers to to qualify for for, for that for the zone six, and unfortunately they didn't make it to to the to the bar. Was there a realistic chance of qualifying, or was it always going to be tough for the Josie Nuggets? It, it was always going to be tough. Um, you know, they, they. I think that the biggest problem with them was that they, the talent was there. Definitely, talent is there. One thing they they also had to organize the tournament as well. So. Mm-hmm. You can imagine you're a player, you're busy having to go pick up people at the airport, uh, drop them, uh, make sure that everything is fine and still go play. So so I think that's one of the things that worked against them um, because the talent, the talent was there. Okay. And, and judging by that, then how far do you think we are from the rest of the teams on the continent? Oh, we're, st- we're still far. Um, we're still far. We've got the potential. Um, I think the biggest problem is once we don't have uh, a competitive league within um, within the country uh, where the best players play against each other, then we're going to struggle. Mm. You know, um, one it's no secret that the the, the the BNL currently doesn't have the best players in the, the country. Um, so once we have a competitive league that has the best players in the country playing against each other week in week out, then we have a chance to qualify for football. And why are the best players not playing in the BNL? Uh, I think the, the the biggest problem with the the BNL and players has always been about the contracts. The same old story from three years back, mm. where contracts are not um, fulfilled, 
or contracts are blank and you have to sign on a blank contract. So we're still um, busy with those things. Um, and and in, in the process, a lot of players uh, felt that they, they're not going to play in a league that discriminates against other players. Okay, back to the Basketball Africa League, because now that's a whole show altogether. Um, <laughs> the Zamalek and Petro Duluanda in the first semi, that's been confirmed. Are there any surprises here? Uh, not, not really. Um, I think Zamalek has, over the years, shown that they're a high-quality team. They, they play uh, very much a European type of basketball, pick and rolls, running game, and they're very smart. Um, so they, they did very well. Uh, the the, the Petro Luanda as well, they... They have, over the years, uh, featured in a lot of finals and won the competition. Mm. Um, obviously, before they, they had changed it to, to, to Basketball Africa League. So you have your normal players, your good players, Carlos Moresh, uh, Cipriano, Johnny, Pedro. So you've got a very good um, players who have played in, in African comp- competition in Afrobasket and actually won for, for their country. So no surprises there. It was a quite t- a tight game. It could have gone either way between uh, Luande and Saleh, but uh, uh, Petro at the end won that game by seven points. Yeah, but um, but Zamala cruised in their match against uh, against the team from Cameroon. Was it Yawunde that they beat by almost uh, thirty baskets? Yeah, FAP. FAP. So, so the, the score the score is a little bit uh, not a true reflection. Really, eighty two fifty three. The first half. Uh, FAP was down two points. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it was an amazing second half that Zamalek put in. Um, uh, I, 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 you know, FAP, uh, remember, FAP didn't qualify automatically. They had, they were the best uh, third place um, qualifier. Mm. And strategically, they, 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 they gave the best in the first half. But second half, uh, Zamalek had just too much uh, firepower and they ran away. So that's why I'm saying the scoreline doesn't really give a true reflection if you were down two points at, at halftime. Okay, coach, we'll take your word for it. But, uh, but understandable, understandable, yeah. But also, Zamalek and Petro Duluanda, we know these names from football. Does it mean they belong to the sports clubs of their team? For example, um, like in Barcelona, they've got a football team and then they've got a basketball team and all other sporting coaches. Is that what's happening with the Zamaleks and the Petro Duluanda? Yes. So that's, that's what happens in most of these countries. Um, they have a sports club in a true sense of sports club. You have, you have a venue, you have men and women, you have juniors, oh. and you, you use the facilities of the club to, to, to push your, 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 your program. It happens, and, and this is one of the reasons why clubs like uh, teams from Mozambique, Angola, uh, Morocco, uh, Egypt, Tunisia have been doing well because they have this club aspect that they push, and, and it's, it's bound to succeed. Oh, that's wonderful. And then let's look at the other other two more quarterfinals today. Is that correct, right? Yes, yes. So, so in the, in the first uh, quarterfinal today, U.S. Ministrum, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the which is the favorite actually from Tunisia. Yeah. Most of the Tunisian national team players come from that team. Yeah. They've been walloping people. Uh, they've been giving people hundred points here, and they um, so they played uh, this the, the first uh, quarterfinals, and they were last time I checked they were winning. Against uh, uh, do, so the team from Senegal? From the team from uh, Mali. Mali, Jordan. oh, okay. Yes. And then um, the next semi-final is uh, Patriots and uh, Ferrivaro Di Maputo. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very proud of uh, Ferrivaro Di Maputo because no one gave them a chance. And they actually came out in a very tough um, uh, pool. Mm. 
So we have two Southern African teams in, in, in Pedro Luande and uh, Maputo, um, and I'm hoping that they, they, they can do well and, and beat Patriots to go to the, to the semifinals. And how have the Patriots been? From Rwanda, the Patriots have been good. Uh, I know everybody has been looking at Joe Cole, uh, but uh, yeah. actually, he, I think he wasn't even one of the best players in the team. Uh, Patriots uh, did did very well. Uh, you, you got they've got good players. Uh, the one player that stood out for me was uh, Kostna and uh, Gasana. Uh, those players are quite good. They, they, the way they play the ball, their IQs, uh, the IQ is very quite it's quite good, and they run the ball. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I think Ferraro has what it takes to beat them, and, and, and we'll see later on at 9 o'clock. Well, you mentioned J. Cole. I was going to get into that. He received a lot of attention playing for the Rwanda Patriots, but every time I watched, he was on the bench. He was always on the bench there. What do you make of his participation? Some have criticized it. Some have welcomed it. Where do you stand? So, so I think it's 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 as as a fan and as a as a lover of basketball, people will love that. Um, uh, just I think giving um, the marketing aspect of the of the league. Um, but from a coaching spec perspective, for myself, um, I think that's that's a, a spot loss for for someone in in in, in Rwanda that could have played. Uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't give you much, you know. He scores one point, two points here, mm-hmm. rebound here. Uh, he, he's not. He's not. Uh, he's not. Uh, he's not a person that I would take to a tournament for them to play the game of basketball. But as a marketing scheme, as a as a as a way of uh, promoting the game, that 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 aspect uh, NBA would have done well. But from a from a coaching perspective, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have uh, picked him on my team if I was coaching Patriots. <laughs> Even in the one game that I saw that he eventually came off the bench, he only scored two points there. Um, so is it is it more of a marketing strategy then from the NBA to have him there? Yeah, I think so. Remember, even today, he's not even playing the quarterfinal. Mm. You know, he's, he's, he's done his deal. He's played his games. He has got, he's got a family. Uh, apparently, he's got a family um, commitment that he has to go to and he's gone, you know? Mm. Uh, and, 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 and one player actually said that um, his participation is um, playing down on what they put in as 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 as, um, as players. Mm. So so uh, I, I, yeah. So I think going forward, I think um, once people see the quality of players that we have in Africa, they won't need anyone, a Joe Cole to come in or Chris Brown to come in to play basketball. Um, they will go with the players that work in day in day out, uh, crafting their skills in basketball. Okay, so he's not good enough to play in this league, basically. No, no, not really. And then on that note, with him coming from the U.S., how how, how is the makeup of, of of some of the teams? Do they have do they mainly have representatives from their own countries, or is it a mixture? So, so the rules of the of the tournament is you have to have eight local players um, mm. that come from your country, and then two uh, two players out of Africa and two players from Africa. Oh, so okay. That's, that's that's the. That's the makeup of the team. So, yeah. Uh, I- interestingly, um, Tabiso, you, you see you've got teams like uh, countries like Nigeria and Senegal who are powerhouses of, of African football. And you look at the teams and you see that there are no teams from the, those countries. And, and, and it goes back to how many players are going to the U.S. and then coming back and playing for the countries. Mm. So, so I think this league will then help it's like you're a chan in, in football mm-hmm. where you're only focusing on your local players. So 
teams then will start looking at building um, their 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 clubs mm. within within their country. Okay, is there a focus on the youngsters also? Because it sounds a bit like what they're doing with the IPL. Then, no, currently there's no age group, age limit, mm. uh, but but for now it's just eight, uh, two outside Africa and two inside Africa. Okay, and then if it wasn't for COVID, would it, would it have been played around the continent, or was the plan always to just play in Kigali? No, no, it, the the plan was to have the the tournament played out across. But obviously, the finals you would have a single country hosting the final. Um, so, so obviously, within the bubble now, it's it's much safer and easier to host with with a bubble bubble uh, mm. type of organization. So, so yeah. So going forward, uh, you find that you're going to have home and away games. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what what is decided. And then just finally, Coach Kim, do you do you see this basketball league as a commitment from the NBA that they're serious about growing the game on the continent? Because that's what they've been telling us over the years. I know they even came up to open an office here in Johannesburg, and and they they've done some lot of great work on the ground. Yes, yes, um, the commitment is high. Uh, within the week, there was an announcement as well that there were major stakeholders, your Grant Hill, Tikema Mutambo, oh. uh, business people from from uh, Nigeria who are committing to to African basketball you know besides this just the league just the commitment in terms of basketball going forward and the investment that they want to make in 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 African basketball we have different schools of thought around that mm-hmm. because people are saying uh you don't see the NBA doing that in Australia you don't see NBA doing that in Europe why are they doing it in Africa you know um but but I'm telling you now their their influence and their participation within Basketball in Africa is going to grow the sport, um, and yeah, it's going to be it's going to be amazing. And do they plan to continue with this with this Basketball Africa League? Yes, this is not just a one-off. It's a it's a very long partnership between NBA and FIBA, and we're going to have a lot of uh, ball going forward uh, in Africa. Okay, coach. Thanks for the update. Let's leave it there. Um, I know you you you're coaching this evening, but thanks for the time that you've given us tonight on SAFM. All right, thank you. It's Coach Kimati Toboti there uh, speaking to us about the Basketball Africa League, which will wrap up in Rwanda and Kigali um, this weekend. So the other semifinal places will be wrapped up this evening. And um, we do know that Zamalek has that and Petro de Luanda. Sounds, sounds like football, doesn't it? They've already qualified for their own semifinal, so they'll battle it out in their own semifinal and then we'll see who the second semifinal will be. I'm glad to hear that the standard of play is, uh, is very good because only the experts can tell us from what they've seen. Like I said, I've seen a couple of games on, on, on TV. They've looked decent. They've looked really, really decent. Um, and I know a lot of attention was on J. Cole, as we keep saying, but it was clearly a gimmick marketing strategy. Probably worked because it got a lot of attention for the Basketball Africa League. But we're going to talk tennis now. We'll take a break and we'll look ahead to the French Open, which starts on Sunday.